Hallelujah. If you haven't caught the vibe yet, it's, uh, we're going to be preaching on a sermon called Remain. When I first heard that song, I'm not going to lie, it was, uh, I, there was a couple of tears out of my eyes. I was like, wow, this is good. Uh, if you can open your Bibles to John 15, 3 through 5, and then we're going to jump down to verse 16. Uh, in the season that we are in right now, uh, it's spring, as everyone knows. It is a perfect time to trim the dead leaves uh, and limbs off your flowers or plants or whatever you are growing in your yards. Uh, but uh, right now, all of the plant's energy and nutrients is trying to get to bring those dead limbs, if you would, back to life. But if you cut off those dead limbs, you cut off those dead leaves that are preventing growth in the plant, then the plant's effort will truly start to focus on the good and healthy leaves. Uh, and in that being said, let's read our text. John 15, 3-5, and verse 16. You have already been pruned and purified by my message I have given you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. For the branch cannot bear fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Those who remain in me, and I in them, will produce much fruit. For apart from me... You can do nothing. We're going to jump down. Verse 16, it says, You didn't choose me. I chose you. I have appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. Let's pray. Father God, we're asking God that you would help us this night, God, that you would bring revelation through your word. I'm asking that this word would go beyond just this night. And God, that we can apply it in the future. God, we pray that you would have your hand, your grace, and your mercy upon this service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's look at firstly at severed from the vine. Verse 3, it says that you have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. The most important process that uh, to promote the growth in a plant is the pruning. What pruning means, it's to cut or trimming away of the dead or overgrown branches, stems, especially to increase the fruitfulness and growth. So these are definitions that I found on Google. Okay, so these, this is what it's saying. It could be because of disease. It could be uh, because of um, a sever, a several uh, insects infestation. It can be animals. It can be storms, whatever it may be. Now, to be purified is the process of having, having had contaminants removed. It's to be cleaned. Now, in implying this to ourselves, our text says pruned and purified by the message I have given. This message Jesus is speaking about to his disciples is the kingdom of God for those who are unaware. Oh, no. Um, sorry, it, it clicked the thing and then it was like, start to type. I was like, I don't need to type. <laughs> but <laughs> Now, how many are so grateful that we are saved by God and saved by grace and not by the works that we do uh, truly, it is, it is, uh, 
this is what God had to do in our lives. In the process of sanctification, he had to cut away the dead leaves. He had to cut away the bad things. He had to purify us in our salvation. And I don't, I don't ever believe that, oh, it's, I'm there. No, we all, every single one of us, we have a long ways. Um, and God is, it's a continuous uh, but, uh, you know, what, what will keep us uh, from remaining in Christ, and uh, this is a huge point that I want to focus on, is, is it's sin. It will keep us from growth. If you, uh, you know, as we are in the fellowship for a while, we see that people uh, that do not cut off the sin in their lives, they, they don't tend to grow uh, at all, you know, you can uh, see the fruit of people's lives and it's like, okay, like, bro, listen, when you stop the sin, then you can finally uh, have God work in your life. Uh, uh, verse 4, it says, remain in me and I will remain in you for the branch cannot produce fruit. If it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. G, uh, remain, what that means is to continue to exist, especially after other similar or related people or things have ceased to exist. You see, in this time, uh, in the book of the Gospel of John, Jesus uh, was telling his disciples um, these very specific things to remain in me because he knew his time was near, that he was going to be uh, crucified and then taken up into heaven. And his, his, Jesus is telling him, yo, like, remain in me. Because he knew. And it you know, goes on later in uh, verse 15. I mean, in chapter 15 and then into uh, chapter 16, Jesus is saying, you're going to be hated for serving me. You're going to go through sorrow, that it will come. Uh, you know, and the scripture goes on, count it for joy, right? Uh, uh, John 16, 1. I have told you these things so you do not abandon your faith. This is, this is Jesus being very specific, guys. You're going to go through some hard times. Remain in me because you're, it's, it's gonna, sometimes it's just gonna stink, okay? So our, ter- uh, our text says, the branch cannot produce fruit. If it is severed from the vine and cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me to be severed is to be cut. It's to be sliced off. Jesus is saying, I know that in following me, there's, there's definitely going to be an effort of the devil to pull you away from my love, pull you away from my kingdom. And that is the absolute strategy of hell, is to pull, pull you away from the kingdom of God, pull you away from his church. Our text says that you cannot produce fruit if you do not remain in Christ. To be fruitful means... It's a product of the plant's growth. You think about any type of plant that grows. For the ladies, you have plants at home. Um, it brings joy, right? Beautiful flowers, right? Uh, others have vegetables, fruit, uh, plants, and all of sorts, right? What does that bring? It brings refreshment, right? You get some limes, squeeze them with a little bit of strawberry. <laughs> it's delicious. You know what I mean? Right? It, it, it brings that refreshing um, environment, if you would. It's a source of nutrients. Um, 
I'm a firm believer in carrots. Supposedly they make the eyes better, you know, and, and it's starting to a little blurry. So. But, uh, you know, it brings nutrients. But most importantly, what's in every single one of these fruit is uh, a little seed. And if you plant that seed again, what does it, re- what does it do? It reproduces, which is the very most important part of the plant. Because you think about a plant that's not reproducing, what do you do? Chuck it in the garbage. Buy another one. <laughs> well, you know, thank God that God doesn't do that to us. You know what I mean? But let's think about, uh, look at secondly, at remaining in Christ. Verse 5 says, yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit from a, for apart from me. You can do nothing. The function of the vine is to pump life to the branches. The vine also acts as an anchor. It digs its roots as far as possible. Uh, You know, I think I actually heard this from Randy one time. He was saying that as the tree is growing up, you can imagine it going like twice as deep. He did it very beautifully, very descriptive. Thank you, Randy. Um, What Jesus is saying to his disciples that he will do this for you because he wants you to remain in him. Now, are you allowing God to remain in you? Are you allowing God to remain in your heart, your mouths, even my mouths, not just your mouth, my mouths, our minds, our life? So then how? How do we remain in Christ? There's three simple, practical steps. One is reading the Word of God. 2 Timothy three sixteen through 17 All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. You cannot remain in Christ if you are not reading your Bible, uh, and the reason why I'm saying that so sternly is because I've seen lives turn away from reading their Bible. You know, uh, and every single time, if you're not reading your Bible, you're not being fed spiritually. You need to be reading your Bible in order to remain in Christ. Uh, also, the second thing would be uh, praying and fasting. Uh, one resource said that prayer and fasting is uh, will help you hear clearer from God. Uh, morning prayer is very important. I understand that there's uh, situations and, you know, there's babies and I understand. But even just setting aside 20 minutes and, and just talking to God. I know personally um, when I didn't, <laughs> when I first got saved, I... I would wake up so angry just for no reason, you know. <laughs> and so <laughs> I needed morning prayer. And God has absolutely used that to, you know, keep the, the storm in my mind from from exploding. Uh, and then also prayer before service is very, very important. I, uh, you know, you, know you, you have some things you have to work out with God before you can come into service sometimes. And then say that you go in the prayer room and it's not totally worked out. You come in here and it's just like... Right, then there's this wonderful altar that we can come to and get right with God. Hallelujah. Um, now, food. This was a. Uh, it, it's breakthrough. You absolutely get breakthrough with fasting. 
here's the thing. I have a great relationship with food, you guys. <laughs> great. Okay, so when when I wake up in the morning and um the Lord's like fast, I'm like <laughs> No. Absolutely not. I was like, I made my sandwich, I got my chips in the bag. I'm like, no thank you. But Fasting will absolutely, uh, it will give you uh, the breakthrough in life. It really does. Now, I understand there's medication, uh, even if it's just fasting from sugar, God will honor it. If it's just fasting from soda, God will honor it. So don't think that, oh, I have to starve myself for a day, a whole day, right? God will honor it. And then lastly, the third um, practical thing would be church faithfulness. Hebrews 10.25, and it says, And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one of another, one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Now, where do I need to be in order to remain in Christ? Uh, you need to be surrounding yourself around uh, people of good character, if you would. First um, uh, Corinthians fifteen thirty three says, "Bad company corrupts good character." Now I understand that uh, when we're following up with people, um, you're taking out you know someone who is not right with God, and I understand we're trying to win them to Christ and be an example of who God really is. I'm not, I'm not speaking about that. What I'm speaking about is your, your circle of people. Or your, if your circle of people are unsaved, it will be very hard to remain in Christ. For example, if they're swearing, it's not going to be helpful. If they're doing drugs and talking perverse, it's not going to be helpful. Um, when I, when me, Nell, and Bri got saved, we kind of distanced ourselves from all the people that were doing the drugs, the perversion, and all the mess. And our lives started to move rapidly. And it, it was because we weren't being influenced or the bad spirits weren't, the funkiness wasn't getting on us. You know, we were, we were focused on God. We started surrounding ourselves around you beautiful faces. Like, it's, it's, it, I'm telling you, the people in the church, we need to build stronger and stronger relationships every a single day. Um, and then the second part of that, uh, is that where, of where we need to be, excuse me, the second part of where we need to be is in the will of God. Uh, you will never be satisfied in your life if you are not in the full will of God. Uh, the second part of our scripture says that apart from me, you can do nothing. I, I really appreciate uh, Nelson's sermon this morning it was a very powerful sermon. Uh, the Holy Spirit is what we need. It, it really is. It's it's contending. Like go beyond me, go beyond my labor, go beyond my words. Just speak and direct. It is. It is. It is. This is what this scripture is saying. From apart from me, you can do nothing. Right? We need God's Spirit. That's so, uh, there's so many churches that are missing the Holy Spirit. And it's, I'm so grateful for the powder cells. Amen? Hallelujah. No. And then why? Why remain in Christ? Do you not know? My life is busy. It's pretty simple. I'm going to give you a couple of reasons. 
Let's look at lastly about lasting fruit that shall remain. Verse 16 says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. I have appointed you to go and produce a lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. You are in this place for a very specific reason. God has chosen you and you are chosen by God. Every moment of your life, every second of your life, God is writing out your story now in your steps of obedience. That's when you're going to see God fully move in your life. Uh, Isaiah 43.1, I love this scripture. It's actually the screensaver of this, this iPad thingy. It's a wonderful scripture. I'll read it to you. Um, but now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord who created you, O Israel. The one who formed you says, do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you and I have called you by name. You are mine. God is saying that you are his. How wonderful is that? That there is a God Almighty in heaven that says, you are mine. That, that brings so much comfort to the spirit. Now, no matter where you are in life, God will always meet you where where you are at. He will always direct you back to him. Maybe, you know, you're at a point in your life where you're not remaining in Christ and he is not in you. He will always bring you back to him. Right? His purpose is for you to produce fruit. He wants your testimony to be a blessing to somebody else. I was talking to a kid one time, and he was like, yeah, man, I feel like I could really relate to you, man. It's just like, I don't think that it's like, you know, like, I truly believe that that is God ordaining the chaos that maybe I've gone through as a new convert, right? For that very moment that he, God showed me how to break through so that we can help and help that person break through. Every single one of you have a very specific story in your life uh, that you have gone through that is going to encourage the next new person that comes in here. And you're going to be able to uplift them in that very moment. And they're going to be making it for God because of you. God uh, has called us. He has called us to reach the dying world. There are people literally in this world that are going to eternally be separated from God. Right this very second, I wanted to do like whole stats of what's going on in Rochester, but I couldn't because it's chaos. It's absolutely out of control. I didn't even want to see it. It was bad. So I'll give you guys an example. I had a friend that I grew up with, um, he was, he was my very first friend in Rochester, put it that way. And uh, being that um, he was my very first friend, he was very close. I loved the kid dearly. He was actually, so I, when I tell my testimony, he's like, I left the church at 14 years old, believing that there was, you know, there was something else. Uh, Peyton was the kid I left. The, you know, I did, you know, a lot of dumb things with him. Sorry, Mom. Um, but, uh, you know, I get saved, right? He continues to do his nonsense, um, you know, in drugs and drinking and all that stuff. And, um, 
Easter Sunday, the most recent Easter Sunday, we invite him out to church and we invite him over to the house. We were making some delicious lamb chops. And, um, you know, he just didn't answer. He, he said he was going to, he was like, he's like, I'll try to come, but don't get your hopes up. I'm like, oh, okay. So then, um, I basically get a call on Wednesday that Peyton went out drinking, got to a hotel somehow, overdosed, and he died. That, you know, I found that out Wednesday, and he died Tuesday. Um, reason why I say that, because we never know when the last moment is going to be. There's so many people in here that we have friends and family that are not saved. And it's like, I already told them once. I don't need to tell them again. But <laughs> Jesus is coming back. There, there needs to be an urgency to win these lost and dying people. The only thing that is going to save these people from depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, the chaos of their world is Jesus Christ. By witnessing and telling people of the good news of Jesus is the hope, should be our drive every single day. If God is dealing with you, hey, go speak to that person. <laughs> go. I promise you, you will not regret it. Colossians 1, six says, This same good news that, come, that came to you is going out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives just as it has changed your lives. From the day that you first heard and understood the truth of God's wonderful grace. I understand that sometimes if you push, you know, come to my church, come to my church, come to my church, come to my church, uh, it, it could draw people away. I'm, I'm saying that because I've done it. I, when I was very persistent uh, with people, I've, you know, I just knocked and I didn't, there was no gauge in my brain to stop knocking. And I've, I've you know, I've separate, I've had some distance in relationships because I've, I've pushed uh, too hard, if you would, I didn't have the grace and work on God's timing. But sometimes it really just takes being a friend, taking them to lunch. Not just, are you saved yet? No, it's, 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 it's a solely, how are you? What are you doing? And, you know, t- tying on to that, you know, being that friend, you guys in here, you guys have so much power and authority. In, in your speech, in your confidence, in your emotions alone. And when you follow up on several people, you realize how like uh, emotional people can be. And it's like, oh my gosh, how do you get through life? You know what I mean? Because that, that stability of Christ, that foundation, that rock has not been established yet. So why I said that it was because we need to be praying over these people. Like laying of hands like, hey bro, you know, are you going through anything by any chance you know can i pray for you and lay your hands on them if you're filled with the holy spirit god will move through that and i promise you that he will he will absolutely start you know when people when you start praying for people and you say you know hey i want to see god do a wonderful wonderful thing in your life you start to see a light bulb like yeah i could do it right and that's the beautiful thing about jesus and his kingdom 
Uh, the second part of our verse of 16, it says, So that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. We need to claim God's word, especially in the times that we are in. I'd encourage you that if you are uh, contending for fruitfulness in your life, it could be in finances, uh, follow-up, it could be whatever area of your life, from marriage to friendships, uh, whatever it may be, I encourage you to write down scripture of fruitfulness. Uh, there was a story Pastor Greg said a while ago, uh, and a disciple came to Pastor Greg, he's like, Pastor Greg, you know, the people won't stay, you know, he's all crying. He's like, okay, what are three scriptures that are, you know, of fruitfulness? And the guy was like, uh, duh, uh, ooh, duh, ooh. So it's like, and this is why I'm saying this is because we need to be writing down. If we want to be fruitful in life, we have to have scripture in our belt saying, no, this is your word. For instance, uh, first, uh, sorry, excuse me, Colossians 1, 9 through 10, it says, uh, so we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way that you live will always honor and please the Lord and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8 says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree that is planted by the water, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaves will be green and will not be anxious in the years of drought nor cease from yielding fruit. Claim that scripture. We need to be like a plant that is planted by a river. That no matter the storm that will try to take us out, no matter the words of offense that may try to take us out, that we will be fruitful and start claiming it. No, God, your word says that if I abide in you and that you are in me, then we should have fruit that remains. You make it yours. And you start using the power and authority that Christ has put into you. As we remain in Christ, and as Christ remains in us, as this process unfolds in our lives, we will see good fruit remain in our lives. I would like to every head bowed and every eyes closed. I didn't necessarily preach a sermon on Jesus. I told you who he is and what he told us to do. He told us to remain in him. You see, Jesus Christ, he came to this earth. He is the son of God. He came to this earth and he lived the perfect and sinless life. He came to this earth to save us from sin. God saw man in its sin. And he knew that we needed a savior. He knew that according to our flesh, us humans, we could not do it alone. 
And so what Jesus did is he came to this earth to build that bridge to God. Now what that does is that is what will make us rest eternally with our Father in heaven. The Bible says is that sin will eternally separate you from God. That a life of sin is destruction. I told you about the story of my friend. Sin destroyed his life. But that does not have to be you tonight. God has chosen you for this very moment, even tonight, to be in this place. He is currently knocking on your door and is asking you to come into the kingdom of heaven. How that is done, the Bible speaks about repentance. To repent is a turning away from sin. Sin is knowing right from wrong, yet choosing wrong if you are unfamiliar. But you see, there's going to be a time where we stand before God. And every single one of us in here and on this earth, we are going to be judged for the sin that we have done here on this earth. The Bible says there's not one that is righteous, not one. And through a heart of repentance... A turning away from sin, we can be free and forgiven, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Jesus died on the cross for our sins so that we can be free. So that we can say, I'm saved by the grace of God. And I would like to give an opportunity here tonight. Maybe you don't know what it is to be a part of God. You don't know what it is to be right with God. You would say, I I cannot remain in Christ because I have never known Christ. But I'm going to tell you right now that he wants to know you. He wants to have a personal relationship with you. How many in here would say that I do not know Christ? I want to experience God's love. His grace, his mercy. I need to... experience his grace with a raised hand I want you to signify to heaven every head bow and every eyes closed I see that hand you can put it back down signifying to heaven I want Jesus to come inside my heart I want to be saved How many would there be? Lift your hand to heaven. Everyone's head is bowed and every eye is closed. Maybe you are a backslider. What a backslider means is you once walked with Christ. And you are no longer walking with Christ. Or maybe you have fallen into sin. And Jesus is asking you, come back home my child. How many would there be with an uplifted hand? Amen. Well, I see that hand. If you want, you could come forward. I need a sister to pray. Let's sing that song. 
I would like to open these altars as we sing this song. Let's talk with God. set free my God my Savior has ransomed me and like a flood His mercy rings unending love amazing let's give God praise this night 